to another episode of Scrubby Stories. I'm your host, Uncle Scrubby. Today's story will be called Strapped to Jesse's Hips. The gun was loaded. He had only two bullets remaining in the barrel. Sweat glistened on the lips of Jessie. She was 14, but she looked 30. And that was mostly because she lived in a place where the sun beat down on her daily. She had what a lot of people call old person neck. Really wrinkly neck, but a young face. She was in a corner, stuck, trapped in the dark, in her kitchen, waiting, hoping, praying that she would not be discovered. She gripped the gun handle tightly and held it to her lips. The barrel kissed it on the very end and said, Come on, baby. Let's make this one count. She slowly stood up blood dripping from her ankles. Unfortunately, she had um, a very crazy accident moments before where she had run through not one, but two bear traps and was able to escape both of them. Adrenaline can do a lot. And she made her way into this kitchen of a neighbor's house. Bear traps still attached to her ankles. Painful. But what are you going to do when you have a psycho killer after you? She stood up quietly, as quietly as she could with two bear traps attached to her ankles. She knew she was bleeding out. She reached into a drawer and grabbed a corkscrew and a butter knife. She was able to pry open the first bear trap quietly. Blood all over the floor. But at that very moment, she heard the floor creak. In the other room, she knew he was close. Frantically, she worked the other ankle. Bear traps suck. They dig in deep. She kept pulling and twisting, and eventually she decided, what the heck? I'll just leave it there as an ankle bracelet. It's kind of cool. Hip. Who else has one? 
she taped the rest of the chain which she had broken off to the top part of her leg and now began to make her way toward the doorway hearing on the other side the gelatinous crazy stench of what would be on the other side of that door earlier that day she was doing her regular thing working out at the gym enjoying the afternoon Saturdays were a great day off from her job as librarian she was going to medical school she was going to be a doctor now she was here but more accurately a veterinarian. It was difficult. Jessie played favorites, and she now was going to be the subject of what happens when you play favorites. As she inched ever closer to the door, hearing the breathing on the other side of the very disgruntled. The thing that she had done was piss off. When you play favorites, you never know who you're going to hurt or what. Well, in one of her classes, she had a choice. She had to work on one specific thing, and that was find an animal that is in need and help it. Well, most students took days to try to find an animal that was in need. Jessie found her animal in one day. It was a saber-toothed tiger, and it had a broken tail, uh, bone, and uh, was missing its lower jaw. Jesse went to work on it, found some uh, the jaw of a of a dog, and tried to do a transplant. Nobody said she could she could do it, and she said she could, and she did, and and then and it got really, really quite intricate, and uh, the newspapers came, and everybody thought, wow, this is she's going to be some vet. Well. The, the, the saber tooth passed away in the middle of operating on it and well finals were coming up so she had to find something else so she found just a regular cat that had hurt itself you know had been in a cat fight and was needing some stitches so she worked on that and her finals were only 
a week away, and she had to write the paper and everything, but with this saber-toothed tiger she had half-buried in the backyard. And it was not quite dead. Still hurting with its butt bone broken and half on its body, its butt was just sort of hanging there. It couldn't even take a poop properly, and the jaw just loose and flappy, like nobody cared, came out of that grave later that day and decided to hunt down Jesse. Now, in the kitchen, smelling the gelatinous mess that she had created, a Frankenstein-type monster from a prehistoric creature that no longer existed in the back room. With every inch she shook, sweat dripping from her fingertips, snot dripping from her nose, tears dripping from her eyes. She moved toward the doorway with her gun in one hand, a bear trap around her ankles, which she had previously tried to use to capture the saber tooth. And at the last second, the lights turned on. The neighbor whom she'd actually entered the house of to escape the saber-toothed tiger was coming home early from a movie. The saber-toothed turned on her and attacked her neighbor, eating out her heart and liver. And while she did this, Jessie took her gun and shot the neighbor accidentally in the shoulders twice, using both bullets up because she was a horrible shot. The saber tooth turned on her, charged at her. As she was coming, she realized she had no more bullets, so she opened up the bear trap. Every second counted, oh my God! Ripping and tearing at a flesh, she opened it up, and just as the saber-toothed tiger was about to take her lips off, she clamped the jaws around the jaws of the saber-toothed tiger, and the saber-toothed tiger buckled and screamed like a baby. That was the end. They buried it again in a grave next to the grave that they had had it previously buried in. Because she decided fresh grave for that and then buried the babies, or not the baby, the, the lady that was coming home in the grave next to that. She had now killed two things in one day. Jessie, luckily, had that gun on her hip. Strapped to her hip. For if she had not killed that babysitter, that babysitter would have lived a life with no heart and no liver.
so the moral of the story is always keep a weapon strapped to your hips like Jesse do and Jesse do it right the end.